What's going on? What's going on? If you don't know, now you do know. You're officially tuned in to episode five of the HFWB podcast series. I am your host, Clifton Pope. I want to thank those who are currently watching right now on YouTube. And for those also listening on Apple Podcasts and Spotify Podcasts, thank you once again for providing health, fitness, wealth, business, the opportunity to reintroduce health, spread new knowledge and wealth, and provide the right information necessary to where you'll be become more financially educated, have more knowledge of yourself, and at the end of the day, you will become wealthy in all due time because information is the new money, like I said on the most recent episode of the HFWB podcast. And the more educated you are, the more wealthy you'll be, and the more trained you'll become within the course of your mind to where you'll be prepared to make the right decisions in regards to your health, in regards to your wealth, in regards to personal development, and just utilizing those tools to, of course, become the best version of yourself that you can possibly be. And it all starts with just simply being inspired, remaining humble in your aspirations, remaining resilient through all the failures you may endure, and being gracious in the success when the time comes. Now, what I mean by each of those as I break those down, when I say be humble in your aspirations, it's just this simple. Without the man above, without God, nothing is possible to begin with. So no matter where you're at within the course of your life, always remain humble. And that's something that I'm constantly working on every single day, and I challenge you to do the same. Remain humble no matter where you're at in the course of your life, because at the end of the day, it could be a whole lot worse. And when it's all said and done, we're going to be six feet deep altogether at the end of the day. But anyways, remain humble in your aspirations. Be resilient in your failures. When I say be resilient, whenever you get knocked down throughout the course of the road, pick yourself back up, pick yourself back up, dust yourself off, and realize, hey, this is another obstacle that I'm about to overcome, and just put your head down and charge forward to where you will eventually become successful. And when that time comes, be gracious within it because it makes the journey so much more sweeter. Now, at the end of the day, you have to trust the process. You got to enjoy the journey, do a little bit of sightseeing in between as you're going on the road to accomplishing your goals. And then when you get to the final destination and when you realize that goal is reached, it just makes the journey and makes the process and it even makes the struggle that much more beautiful because there is beauty in the struggle at the end of the day. Now, at the same time, there's ugliness within the success because things could get a little bit ugly down the road on the way to success. But at the same time, enjoy the beauty and the struggle. That way you can embrace even the ugliness and the success. The best way I can look at that. And it starts with having the right tools. You got to utilize whatever tool is necessary, depending on whatever situation you may be thrown into. Because like what Abraham Maslow said, when the only tool you own is a hammer every problem begins to resemble a nail now I'm not saying that every problem is going to require a hammer and a nail type of solution what I'm trying to say is you gotta realize what kind of tools you're being thrown and what kind of resources that you have in front of you to where you have to solve whatever problem that may come across because opportunities bring difficulties 
But at the same time, those same difficulties can open up the door for new opportunities to where those problems could become a lot more simple down the road when it comes down to solving them and overcoming that obstacle to where that problem can be non-existent to begin with. Now, tools are key in shaping strategies for solving problems. Force yourself to, like I said, think outside the box to use a different tool to open up a new solution. Because at the end of the day, in order to solve major problems, in order to have a real breakthrough, you got to break the rules sometimes. Because rules are ideas that are repeated and they're used over and over again to the point to where they become patterns patterns of thinking that we sometimes even mistake as truths. Now, the greatest individuals throughout the course of human history, they could have followed the rules just like everybody else, but there always comes a few people along the way who decide to challenge authority and to set the new trend and to become the new standard. So they decide to think outside the box and break those rules. I mean, look at what Albert Einstein did. A lot of people don't realize this Albert Einstein was a rebel. He was a rule breaker. He basically went against the norm to come up with the whole classic E equals MC squared. That's a primary great example of stepping outside of your comfort zone, thinking outside the box to where, hey, if a couple of rules have to get broken along the way, so be it. If it sets a new standard for the better and it helps you evolve towards greater things, I feel like that's a win-win for those who are experiencing it and for the person who's actually setting that new standard at the end of the day. Now, you got to have the right tools even when it comes to finances. And there's plenty of tools that you can utilize. Investment tools that I might add. I know in the last episode, I spoke a little bit on the stock market and how it could benefit you and how there's a high risk and return factor. And I get it. Not everybody's into the stock market sometimes. But if you look at it from a different perspective, you can make some cash flow off of the right dividends off of the right stock and most importantly paying attention to what's going on in the market overall to begin with now I get it you don't want to experience any kind of high risk you rather play it safe to a certain extent but at the same time get some sort of return in between I'm gonna tell you about something that can maybe help you out with that and you probably are already aware of it it's a little bit of something I like to call bonds now bonds overall they're a low risk and a low return factor. Bonds can be a really, really great safe haven just in case the stock market collapsed like it did, for instance, back in 1929 when the Great Depression happened. A lot of people don't realize this. People were investing in bonds a whole lot more during that time frame than they were the stock market because of obviously everybody losing their jobs, losing their source of income and so on and so forth losing their homes having to struggle for food you get the whole story but overall bonds are a really really great source of income and that can help you develop wealth in due time or it can at least develop a little bit of cash flow in the short term to where you can throw it into a bigger investment say startup businesses cryptocurrency or maybe even real estate for example bonds are kind of like an iou or a loan to like an entity from like maybe the government the state companies 
it's kind of like matured the maturity risk that is involved with bonds long-term bonds they can be a good thing but at the same time they could be risky because there's a chance you can lose all of it altogether it's kind of like would I want to lend you money to hold on for a month or would I rather lend you money to hold on for about five, 10 years? Now, everybody's investing preference is different and I get all that. But overall, I wouldn't hold on to it too long. I would just play the term, whatever term the bond is, gain whatever interest you can, whether it's 5%, 10%, for example, ride the wave and whatever that term is over. I would personally flip it into a bigger investment to where you can develop more cash flow off of it. It's kind of like what I'm doing with my worthy bonds that I mentioned that I have a couple of episodes back. I'm basically getting a 5% interest for a simple three-year term. Now, I'm already almost halfway through that, and what I plan on doing, I plan on throwing that into another investment of some sort and having that money grow and continue to just watch money grow as a seed planted into the ground where it blossoms into a wonderful garden for example that's just a primary example of how bonds can be very very effective they really can if you really study it very correctly and determine what the risk is and what the return is because at the end of the day when it comes to any investment whether it's stocks bonds cryptocurrency startup businesses real estate, you name it, there's always going to be a risk and return factor. So there's no getting out of that. Now, overall, I want to get back to what I want to talk about as far as bonds is concerned. A lot of people are wondering, hmm, what are you talking about, Clifton, when you mean bonds? Well, do you even know what the history of bonds are? Let me break this down for you. The first U.S. government bond, it began with the Revolutionary War. I'm sure y'all remember that, 1776, Declaration of Independence, we gained our independence from Britain, but anyways, back to bonds. The first U.S. government bond was basically used in the Revolutionary War when the country issued its first bonds to raise money to help fight the war. Now, that's a key right there. Bonds were originally created to help finance wars whenever the government needed to raise enough money to send out the military at the time to, of course, fight off all the enemies and stuff. Now, for instance, the Treasury, they offered loan certificates, which are basically equivalents to bonds at the time. And in that year, around like 1776, I don't know the exact year, but around that time frame, did you know that private individuals bought more than $27 million in bonds to finance the war? So look at it like this. The Revolutionary War basically was worth $28 million when it comes to being financed alone. Look at it like that. That just goes to show you how effective bonds were when they were first created. Now, fast forward to 1935, Franklin D. Roosevelt signed into law, and I don't know if people realize this, Franklin D. Roosevelt back in 1935, that's right kind of like in the heart middle of the Great Depression, he signed into law the first baby bond. It's a U.S. savings bond that basically encourages people to save and it gives you like a broad participation in government financing. That says a lot to how far bonds have come. How did we go from bonds helping the first be meant to finance wars like the Revolutionary War and World War I, which is a lot of things that people don't even realize. But how did bonds go from being 
used to finance the war from the Revolutionary War and the World War to now being used to finance the government when the government couldn't basically pay off all the debt that they created and make up for all the job losses and stuff during the Great Depression. I feel like that is a very interesting turn of events to show you how far bonds have come along. Now, let me go a little bit deeper into bonds as far as breaking down what kind of bonds there are. There are about five types of bonds that I'm aware of. There's treasury bonds, which is basically uh, bonds that have like a set rate for all long-term fixed type of bonds. The U.S. Treasury, they basically sell them at like an auction and they use it to fund the operations of the federal government. Those are pretty much the most important bonds of all time because it's like they're treasury bonds. They, it's basically what keeps the government up and running to where it can provide for society at the end of the day. Now there's agency bonds where there are bonds that are basically sold and they're guaranteed by the federal government. Why? That's a really interesting question that the federal government would have to answer and I doubt they will probably provide the answer to why that is the case. But anyways, on to the third bond they're saving bonds they're basically purchased by individual investors in low affordable payments to where they are basically made affordable to individuals and they provide enough to where you can gain a little bit of interest on it down the road that's probably something like I have to where I use to kind of gain interest in due time. So that's another type of bond. Then you have your corporate bonds, which are issued by different type of companies, sold by like a representative bank. And it's basically used to raise capital. Now, this is kind of funny now that I'm talking about a corporate bond because that's kind of how startup businesses are kind of tied into this because a lot of people don't realize this startup businesses basically use loans and savings from like the bank and all that kind of stuff to where it basically develops of course the necessary initial funding to where it helps create the development that the business needs to thrive and eventually open up and be successful as in other words companies basically use the money the money being in corporate bonds to reinvest into their operations buy other companies or even pay off older more expensive loans basically when you look at a corporate bond it's all it is is debt that's being used to raise capital for business as in other words you're basically borrowing money from the bank you're borrowing money from the government and you're basically using that money to where you can create your business and make enough money to where you can have product development launches of your business and to where the business can be thriving and be successful now on to the fifth and final bond there's the municipal bond which is basically it loans invest it loans investors to make excuse me municipal bonds they're basically loans that are given to investors by like local governments and it's all issued by cities county states or other local governments where in return interest is paid on those bonds and it's tax-free to the residents in that area now that's pretty interesting I didn't realize that bonds were that versatile and it's a brand new educational experience for myself even though I'm telling you about it now you got your municipal bonds your corporate bonds your savings bonds 
and you got your agency bonds and number one most important one the treasury bonds because without those treasury bonds the government basically can't even function and then next thing you know the government will be taking money out of our savings accounts and taking money out of our retirement plans and pensions whenever those bonds are basically use useless because a lot of people aren't realizing this that the bond market has been crashing slowly but surely and that's something that people really need to pay attention to because if the bond market crashes that's going to be bad news for a lot of people and i'm going to break that down in a future episode that's going to shock all y'all but i want y'all to know that the bond market has had its moments where it's crashed people don't want it to crash to the point to where it becomes like a great depression all over again because next thing you know where do you think the government is going to get their money to fund the government if they don't have those treasury bonds they're going to take it from people like you people like myself the where they're going to take all the money out of all our savings accounts making it hard to access it in the banks to where they're going to eventually take it out of the 401ks the roth iras the pensions to where it's eventually just going to be wiped out and it's going to be non-existent and that's scary so overall realize that bonds they can be your best friend they could be your worst enemy just like any other investment stocks bonds cryptocurrency all that stuff it has its good times it has its bad times it has its risk factors it has its return factors but if you play it right and you get the right information and the right education and you make the wise investment decision hey it could work out in your favor at the end of the day now overall those are some of the stuff that i want to kind of talk about on today's episode of the hfwb podcast i thank y'all once again for providing me the opportunity to once again reintroduce health bring in new life with great fitness spread knowledge and wealth and most importantly teach y'all how to mind your own business and if y'all forgot this i'm going to remind y'all once again you are your own brand you are your own business at the end of the day, you need to conduct yourself as one. You need to think more like a corporation. Don't shy, please shy away from thinking like an employee. You gotta earn your money. You gotta spend it. You gotta pay yourself first. And most importantly, whatever else is after that, the living expenses and the taxes and all that, get all that taken care of. Don't get me wrong, but don't forget, Pay yourself first because at the end of the day, you are working for your money. You deserve some of that money. You need to put some of that money away like I've mentioned before. Put it away in a savings account. Use that money to where you can save it up short term, build up a little bit of cash to where you can throw it into some stocks, throw it into some bonds, throw it into a startup business to where it could eventually raise capital or throw it into some real estate to where you can generate cash flow off of collecting rent and covering all the expenses and all that kind of good stuff. Now I want to end this on a very, very special note. I want to give a special shout out to a certain individual to where I'm not going to say her name. She has inspired me so much to where she's really becoming more in tune with, even though she is kind of brand new as far as to investing and stuff. 
within the conversation we had going back and forth messaging each other about of course investing stocks and stuff she was in she was breaking it down on how the GE General Electric stock to where it has its potential to where it could eventually blow up and I don't even know about this personally as far as listening to her talk about this but she broke it down as far as the amount that she invested the shares and everything and how much she can profit off of depending on if the price goes up and down and it impressed me so much to where she was brand new to this she's never done it before but she took time out of what she was doing to do her homework to get financially educated and to seek out the information necessary to where she made that wise investment to whether it was just simply $20 or a couple of hundred dollars. She made that decision and now she is slowly gaining market gain off of all of her investments and she has a couple of more investments as well but that General Electric stock is a very very slept on stock because at the end of the day natural resources energy oil gas and all that that's gonna be around in due time as long as it doesn't get wiped out by of course government officials and all that but overall what I want to say is I want to give a special salute to that individual which she will remain nameless as far as doing what it takes to try something new try something different being interested in gaining more financial experience and generating cash flow off of investments and just getting her toes in the tub as far as in the world of investing i salute you for that and i appreciate you for that overall i wish you nothing but the best on your journey and continue to keep me posted on along the way as we talked about other than that, I just want to thank y'all once again for tuning in to the HFWB podcast. And I want to leave y'all with one little simple quote. You need to build your muscle to increase your hustle. And you also need to invest in what you love rather than do what you love. I know a lot of people say follow your heart, do what you feel comfortable with and all that good stuff. That's all cool and dandy, but at the end of the day, you need to make sure your money is right. So invest in what you love rather than do what you love. I'm going to let that sink in. Other than that, continue to check out the official HFWB website which is healthfitnessbusiness.com backslash CP. Continue to follow at healthfwealthb, the official TikTok page for Health Fitness Wealth Business. Don't forget to subscribe to the YouTube channel for HFWB. Continue to download and stream and even share the podcast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify Podcasts. Overall, I thank y'all once again for tuning in to another episode of the HFWB podcast. I want to spend, I want to send a few special shout outs to local businesses that I'm aware of who are continuing to do well. Down Home Nutrition Fitness, Culture Complex, By the Bay Sports, Corpus Christi Colonial Spa Clinic. I can go on and on. Y'all know who y'all are. Continue to spread the love as far as in health, wealth, knowledge of self, and continuing to encourage people to come together, do better, and do it overall together. Because we all need to come together as one to where we can continue to thrive and put the city of Corpus Christi on the map. Corpus Christi, Texas, I might add, for those who are listening anywhere else. Now, overall, 
the health fitness wealth business quadrant my first ebook it's still on the way i hope y'all haven't forgotten about that it will come out late august early september barring any setbacks so be on the lookout for that hfwb merchandise is also on the way as well shirts hats you name it posters all that is in the works so be on the lookout for that as well continue to check out the official hfwb website once again that's healthfitnesswealthbusiness.com backslash cp follow at healthfwealthb the official tiktok page for health fitness wealth business and other than that thank y'all once again for tuning in to another episode of the hfwb podcast series my name is clifton pope once again signing out on another episode y'all have a wonderful day and continue to stay healthy stay wealthy stay blessed till next time everybody